0: Hello, Jack here from rheumatology.physio and we have another week and another blog read. Um, this week we are talking all about polymyalgia rheumatica. I did write a blog on that over two years ago now. Time absolutely flies and this is an update. Um, so this, we're gonna start with some thanks for this blog. Um, basically, we, I attended a webinar uh, a couple of days before recording this um, and thank you very much to Professor Bhaskar Dasgupta, who ran an absolutely brilliant webinar on uh, on this topic, rheumatica, or PMR as we will call it from now on to save my voice and messing up that pronunciation. Um, in the blog itself, I've, compl- I've included a link to his Twitter page so you can find more out about him and the webinars that he runs. Um, but if you just type... Um, Dasgupta into into Twitter, uh, D-A-S-G-U-P-T-A, then he's fairly obvious to find. Um, He contained so much within that webinar in just 45 minutes. um, And to be honest, I struggled to keep up with the amount of content that he was able to to put out, which is just mind-blowingly brilliant. Um, And I've tried to condense it down here to the applicable information for us as MSK therapists. As usual, feedback is greatly appreciated and any further reading for me, please do send it my way. Please remember, this blog is not a replacement for clinical reasoning and if you are unsure, get advice. Introduction Polymyalgia rheumatica is a systemic inflammatory condition affecting older people over the age of 50. It overlaps with a number of conditions but is actually most closely linked to vasculitis. It can present with some peripheral synovitis, but it is primarily a proximal condition affecting the shoulders and pelvic girdle um, and hips. As far as I can work out at this current time, rheumatologists and researchers are still unsure as to the exact pathophysiology of PMR, and as such, it is to a degree a diagnosis of exclusion. Treatment is primarily with steroids and occasionally DMARDs, and those are drugs like methotrexate, sulfasalazine, hydroxychloroquine when there is peripheral synovitis. There is no guidance around management from a rehab uh, or physiotherapy perspective, and my advice is to manage these as able from an individual functional perspective. As a side note, you do need to be very careful if someone is weaning down on steroids. You can find that your exercise program that you prescribed last week is actually intolerable this week with their reduction in steroids. Features. PMR usually presents as an acute onset of inflammatory pattern pain and stiffness of both shoulders and or both hips in people age 50 plus. Peak onset is age 65. These symptoms cover a significant area of the shoulders and hips or pelvic area. Approximately 90% of our PMR patients are going to have shoulder symptoms. Um, So only 10% of them are going to just have hips and pelvic pain. Approximately 739 cases per 10,000 people in the UK is three times more common in females than males and while it is common it is also often misdiagnosed and has an average delayed diagnosis of 13 months from onset. Approximately one-third of patients will go on to develop rheumatoid arthritis and 23% will have peripheral synovitis at the time of diagnosis so there is some overlap with the rheumatoid arthritis patients. It is very unusual to not have a raised CRP and or ESR on blood testing. Positive features These are not diagnostic, but make PMR more likely. 1. Acute onset, new bilateral shoulder and or buttock pain. 2. Early morning stiffness lasting greater than 45 minutes. 3. Night pain with severe stiffness. 4. Fever, weight loss, fatigue. 5. Age, 50 plus. 6. Raised ESR and or CRP. Negative features. These don't rule out PMR, but make it less likely. Positive anti-CCP or rheumatoid factor, or in ANA, um, an equivalent other um, auto-antibody tests. This makes other clinical diseases more likely. Presence of peripheral arthritis, although as mentioned, nearly one in four will have some of that. A presence of headache, jaw claudication, and visual symptoms, this, peri- this makes giant cell arteritis much more likely, and giant cell arteritis would contain PMR symptoms or rheumatica, um, type syndrome as part of its disease course. Imaging. While I would recommend basing your differential diagnosis off clinical symptoms at this current time, if imaging has already been done or you have point of care ultrasound available, then this may be of benefit. PMR patients often show bilateral subdeltoid bursitis and or bilateral biceps tendinosis and or bilateral hip bursitis. Differential diagnosis. Consider other meaningful clinical conditions which may present with bilateral shoulder and or bilateral hip pain, including but not limited to fibromyalgia, osteoarthritis, late onset axial spondyloarthritis, and of course sinister pathologies. Ensure you discuss headaches, jaw claudication, and vision. As mentioned, these raise the possibility of giant cell arteritis. PMR symptoms will be a potential feature of this condition. And there is a PMR probability score to help you with your reasoning. This is much better seen visually on the blog, but I'm going to describe it to you. So this is the European League Against Rheumatism, and American College of Rheumatology provisional classification criteria for polymyalgia rheumatica. Now if that's not a good name for a title title for a table, I don't know what is. So the required criteria are age greater than 50, bilateral shoulder pain, abnormal erythrocyte sedimentation rate, and or C-reactive protein. And then you must score four points out of the following criteria. Morning stiffness lasting greater than 45 minutes gives you two points. Hip pain or restricted range of motion gives you one point. Negative rheumatoid factor and anti-CCP antibody gives you two points. Absence of other joint involvement, one point. And then ultrasound criteria: um, one or more shoulder subdeltoid bursitis, biceps tenosynovitis or glenohumeral synovitis, and one or more hip with synovitis or trochoteric bursitis gives you one point. I told you this might be a little bit late, easier to look at. And finally, both shoulders with subdeltoid bursitis, biceps t- synovitis, or glenohumeral synovitis gives you one point. So remember, to access those clinical criteria, you must be over the age of 50, have bilateral shoulder pain, and have an abnormal ESR or CRP. So that's the entry criteria to then apply those four points. So it's quite, quite specific. Onward referral. Refer suspected PMR patients to rheumatology for a definitive diagnosis and commencement of management. Please do look locally at your pathways. This might not actually be the pathway that you're supposed to follow. Some local places may well have PMR patients being directed first to the GP. And I hope that this helps you with your recognition of rheumatica. Please do consider heading to my shop, rheumatology.visio forward slash shop, to support me to continue creating these resources and get me any feedback you might have so I can grow and improve and I will see you next time.